your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carriker with you, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and uh, one of our favorite guests, as a matter of fact, Mark McGuire, Michelle Smallman, this week put you on our Mount Rushmore of guests on 101 ESPN, so welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. I always love the, the nice little text from you that have me come on the show, so I get excited about it, so thanks. Well, Mark, we always have such great conversations with you, but this week we want to talk to you about being a dad. And I know you take such great pride in all of your kids and all of their athletic accomplishments. Uh, but what's it like for you to watch them all have such success in their chosen fields? It's uh, it's probably the most stressful thing I've ever done. <laughs> stressful, huh? It is. Yeah, it's. I've talked to so many fathers that have, that have played the game, baseball or another other uh, sports, and watching their sons um, grow up and go through the uh, uh, the ups and downs of trying to be an athlete, let alone a professional athlete. Yeah, it's very stressful because, you know, we've been there. We've been through it. Uh, we try to pass on the knowledge, but then again, they have to do it. And to, the, the times are different today. The expectations today are so so much different, and and they're actually higher, I believe, just because of the social media and everybody knows everybody today. We're growing up, as I did 40-some-odd years ago, playing as a youngster. You know, uh, we didn't know much about what everybody else was doing across the country. We just played baseball, and that was it. Um, nowadays, everybody, there's a ranking system. There's this, there's that. you got to travel, play club baseball, club basketball, whatever it may be, and you're playing it, which is a really good thing because you're, you're seeing what's out there and you're seeing what your, your, your kids have to try to get to because the first time I had to travel four years ago with my boys, my mouth dropped when I was down in Hoover, Alabama, checking out these kids that are 15 and 16 years old, and I'm like, they're grown men. I mean, the size of these kids today. And then I, and we, we were flying home from the week down there. And I'm just like, the only difference is not the talent. It's just the size of uh, being mature. And so that's really it. And then watching them play and then the stressfulness of them trying to maybe try to do a little too much in front of their dad or whatever it may be. And, you know, and I just say, listen, it, you just have to trust, trust your ability. That's what it comes down to. Because what do you do when you when you play in your backyard with your friends and your parents or whatever, playing a pickup football game or whatever? You're just trusting your athletic ability. You're out there having fun, but then all of a sudden you're playing in an organized game, and then all of a sudden things get more tense and. You know, those are the things that I, I try to get across to them is just you trust your ability, 
you know, God has a plan for everybody, and you just have to do your best. And when you can go away from that sporting event that given day and say and look in the mirror and say, I did my best I, I could do that day, and that's that's what it's that's what it's about. Mark Mark McGuire with us on 101 ESPN. You love baseball. We know you love Major League Baseball. So you're with the Padres, you're coaching, and you reach the decision that you're going to walk away from that so that you can be with not only your sons, uh, Max and Mason, but you've got three young daughters as well. Was that planned out long term? Can you take us through the process of deciding to walk away from baseball so that you could be with your kids? That wasn't, uh, I mean, I was probably starting to think about that uh, my last year with, uh, with San Diego, 18, right, 2018. Um, I was probably thinking about that in mm, of July, 1st of August. And I was just, you know, um, I, I just knew that I needed to be around them because it's like I knew I needed to travel with them to do what I was talking about earlier, go to these showcases, go to these tournaments. There was no way my wife could do that, take my two boys and the triplet girls by herself to go out there and do that. There's no way. And here I am sitting at a major league ballpark <laughs> coaching. It just, I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't look at myself and saying, as a father saying, no, this is, you know, it's more important for me to walk away from the game to try to try to be with my boys and try to see how they're both really talented. If they make it, they may, I don't know. It's up to them. Right. But I want to give them every uh, opportunity to possibly make it. And so that was my thing. I just, uh, I just decided to walk away from my one more year left on a contract with San Diego. And um, I elected to be home and it turned out to be awesome. I mean, it's just, listen, I miss the game. I miss being in the dugout, but I wish I could be there someday, but you know, I think those days might be over with, but it's just, I, I just miss being around it. It's in my blood, but I'm around it in a different way. I'm around it as a father. Um, but like I said earlier, it is probably more stressful than being in the dugout just because it's your own and you want them to succeed. And like I say, listen, you're going to fail. Everybody fails. But the thing is, is the great ones overcome the failure. The ones that are going to make it and be successful realize it they embrace the failure and they move on. You know, the ones that they can't, they can't handle failure and sit there and complain and point fingers and do this. Those are the ones that aren't going to last very long. So that's what I keep telling them. I said, listen, everybody's going to make mistakes. You just have to keep pounding through it and it's okay. Just learn from it. Move on. Learn how that guy got you out. Learn how that guy got a hit off you. You know, you just can't say, Oh, I got to throw this pitch or I got to hit this pitch. You know, everybody, the, the greatest, Players in the game are always making adjustments, and those are the things that I that I try to instill in my kids. And, and the thing is, it's better for me to be there instead of being away from them and try to tell it to them on the phone. Um, so I was really happy that I did. It was a great move on my part, even though I missed the game terribly. 
Mark, you mentioned what it's like now for kids coming up to have social media wrapped into the pressures of things they're dealing with when it comes to athletics. And I saw a video on social media of you and your son, Max, and they had you in a split screen side by side showing your batting stance and your swing and how similar it is. We've seen all those videos of Tiger Woods watching his son, Charlie, and him seeing the similarities. When you watch Max or Mason play, do you see a lot of yourself in them? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I really, really do. Um, and it's it's funny because you know Max is being you know he's a, a first baseman at OU and they're they're heading to the College World Series this tomorrow. I think, or actually today they have practice today and heading down to Omaha to tonight. Um, you know, um, and then I see I, mean, I see myself in Mason as a pitcher. You know, because it's it's funny because I mean that's all I did when I was a kid. I, even though I hit, my first love was pitching. Because when you had that ball in your hand, you had control of the game. The game didn't move until you threw the baseball. And I just loved that. So I see, I see myself in both of them. And, but they're two, two totally different personalities, too. So it's, it's just really funny to watch them grow up and to watch them mature, watch them to deal with success, watch them to deal with failure. You know, and I'm there for them. And it's like, no matter what I'm going to do. And that's the thing. Uh, when I told them, I, I asked them, I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm thinking about walking away from coaching. And I said, if I do that, and you guys have to be on board with this, I said, I'm going to be totally truthful with you guys. I am not going to sugarcoat anything. I am going to be hard on you because I am going to tell you the truth. The problem with society today is, Nobody gets told the truth anymore, mm-hmm. and people don't want to hear the truth because they cry and they, they turn and put their heads in the sand. So I said, I am going to be hard on you just because I'm going to tell you the truth, and this is the way the game is run, and this is what's going to happen if you have an opportunity to get signed and, and sign a professional uh, contract. And so that's what it, and they agreed to that. And so there's been times when I've <laughs> when I've been so dead honest, and I still am that, listen, this is what I see, and this is what's going to happen, and you might have to do something a little bit different to change this, you know, change the opinions of your coaches, change the opinions of your your teammates, or whatever it may be. But that's the one thing I told them, and that's the one thing that I, I just love, because I've been through so much in my career, so much failure and success, but I had so much more failure than success. So if there's anybody that has the knowledge of passing on the good and the bad, it's me. And that's the one thing that I try to pass on to my boys. And and I see it in both of them, and I just can't wait to see them flourish. They're only 18 and 19 years old. They're babies. They're, they're, they haven't even matured yet. They're, they're only 190 pounds. I can't imagine what they're going to be at, at 220 pounds. <laughs> so um, I hope we all get to see them play in the big league someday. So that would be sure. <laughs> that would be really awesome. But I'll tell you what, if I'm in the stands watching – my God, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Mark, you doing that for them serve them well, and it'll serve them well in the future as well. Mark McGuire with us on 101 ESPN with Carriker and Smallman. More coming up right after this. Former Cardinal slugger Mark McGuire with us on 101 ESPN. And Mark, we, first of all, we appreciate you taking the time. And I want to talk about the 1998 season, September 7th. You hit home run number 61. Your dad is here, and uh, when you circle the bases after. After hitting your 61st home run, there's your son, Matt, waiting for you at home plate, and you give him a big hug. What's the significance to you of September 7th? Well, I mean, shoot. 
Well, first of all, I lost my father on December 29th, uh, 2020. Um, he passed away uh, with leukemia. Um, and so that was uh, that was a big loss. Um, he lived an unbelievable, fantastic life for a man that had polio at the age of seven years old. Um, to uh, to think that he never had an opportunity to play sports, and then let alone <clears throat> sorry, uh, let alone have two professional athletes that he was a father of my brother, Dan, who played uh, NFL for five years with Seattle and Miami. But for somebody that, that didn't have the opportunity because he was stricken with polio, it was, uh, it was uh, definitely a big, a big loss. But the thing is about my dad and that day was, I mean, truly remarkable because of, how that year just went. There were so many things that uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm totally convinced the universe had control of that year because of all the things that happened. And, and you know, to think about hitting a 61st home run on my father's 61st birthday. I mean, that is just, I mean, where does that happen? Um, so it, it happens from above and, you know, and I, and I was, I mean, I, I couldn't have been any more happier, and and it was just a, just an un- special special moment in my life, and I'm, I'm almost certain it was a special moment in my father's life. Um, but to to uh, to to see him in there in the stands and and to watch him, and there was somebody did a great painting uh, for me and uh, gave it to me, and and there was in the in the center of the painting was my parents. Jumping up, and my dad always had his arms up above his head. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. That's amazing. Mark, we've had so many great conversations with you about mental toughness, and you just talked about how you instill that in your children as well. When you talk about your dad overcoming polio at such a young age and going on to have the life that he had, did you get that mental toughness from him? There's no question. Uh, I don't think I ever heard the man complain. <laughs> You know, I, I never heard him complain of one thing. Um, now, think about this. So, you know, he went to Gonzaga as undergrad for college. He went to University of Washington for dental school, graduated. He was a dentist. He's a very successful dentist for, I think, close to 50 years. Um, you know, his work ethic was off the charts. Uh, the mental toughness of being a perfectionist in the dental field is just remarkable when you if you ever had a chance to be my dad the size of his fingers were like one finger was one one of his fingers was two of my fingers that's how big his paws were wow and to think about he putting his hands in your mouth and, (laughs) and, and being a perfectionist is just is remarkable you know um you know so but the thing is that for a man that with his his mental toughness to do what he had to do and being stricken seven months bedridden with polio as a seven year old. And then his mother never really trying to help him up as a kid instilled the toughness in him, made him still walk to school with a leg brace. 
Um, and for just, I mean, he grew up that way. And then the thing is, is he never complained. He never had a bad back. I mean, think about that. When one leg is shorter than the other, I mean, he's growing up and his back set it to where it was, it was amazing that he never had any bad, any kind of physical problems his whole life. He played golf every Wednesday with his group of dentist, uh, doctor friends. And he walked. He would not take a golf cart. He walked, and he walked with a limp. He played with a, I think it was a two- or three-inch lift on his shoes. But he still had a limp because his right leg was obviously way smaller. And, um, and, it, and it got to the point, uh, you know, years before he passed away, that it became so fragile, and, and it just looked like it was just going to bend backwards. He had to have this leg brace on we finally got him a wheelchair where he can start, you know, moving around a little bit better. But for a man to grow up back in those days, um, you know, when he got stricken with polio to, to be as tough as he was as, as a man, uh, being successful as he was as a dentist and to never show any kind of just, I guess, I mean, he never complained. And and I, and I think about the times that all the bad times that I went through throughout my career, the ups and downs, and I'm just like thinking the times that, yeah, I probably complained a lot. But I think the bottom line is when I really sat down and looked at the mirror, I'm like, here's my dad that had to go through what he had to go through, and he never complained. So why am I complaining? Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I the thing is, this is work ethic. His work ethic was off the charts, and the thing is. He was out the door before I got up in school. He was always home later. He, that's his work ethic. And then I see myself as an athlete. I was always one of the first ones there, and I was always one of the last ones to leave. Um, and I was a perfectionist. And, and, I, and I, I truly believe that was something that he didn't necessarily talk about. It was just one of those things when I was a kid growing up, I just watched and I saw that. And I saw the, 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 the work ethic and what he did as a, as a man, as a professional um, um, dentist and, and the things he had to do and the, the caring person that he was. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was truly, truly awesome. And then the other thing about September 7th of 1998, and it's 24 years ago uh, ago now, so uh, Matt yeah. McGuire is grown <laughs> up and he, he's doing yeah. great, but the, wow. that iconic photo, and I, I guarantee you have that photo in your house, right, of lifting him yeah. up at home plate after you hit that home yeah. run? That's amazing. I know. And it, I just, <laughs> man, and talk about, he's been very successful too, and uh, He's, uh, he's, 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 uh, he's in the analytics and he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's worked with three or four companies now. And he, I'm telling you, he's going to be a, a, a CEO someday, a, a senior vice president someday. This kid's got a lot of great things going for him. Well, he took his mom, he took the brains, the, the smartness from his mother. So <laughs> it's like, so that's why he's being so successful. But, uh, you know, he's got a couple of degrees and I couldn't be happier for him. He got married a, oh, almost two years, two years ago and um, doesn't live too far away from here. So it's, I mean, I'm just really happy what things, how things have worked out for him. That's as good as it gets. Mark, we talked to you around opening day about this year's Cardinals and uh, obviously you're friends with and go to Nolan Arenado's warehouse. What have your impressions been? I know you watch a lot of Cardinal baseball. What do you think? Wow. 
I tell you what, they're doing quite well with a lot of, uh, they've had a lot of injuries and they've had a lot of guys on the IL and they still do. Uh, I mean, I mean, Michaelis last night, how about that? Um, I, that was exciting to watch. Um, I just wanted him to call another back foot curveball and then they, they sort of went away. He tried to throw a back, a back door curveball because he kept on throwing those back foot curveballs <laughs> to the left handers and, I didn't think that ball was going to carry that far, but gosh, that would have been awesome to see him uh, throw a no hitter. I mean, tonight you get back uh, Flaherty, and you know it's just like uh, Goldie's having a, an unbelievable season. Nolan's been steady as can be, but the thing is, it's so impressive. Is mean, I think I've counted it: eighteen of the twenty-five players on the team are homegrown, and. That's that is a rarity today, and it's a testament to Mo and the, the minor league uh, staff and everybody that just. Um, I think it's Randy Flores that does the drafting for the uh, amateur drafting. It's just a testament to them that, that the type of players they get. I am so impressed with Brendan Donovan. It's just mm-hmm. Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes. I mean, it's like. You know, these are guys that you see in spring training, you, you see them play, and you go, oh, okay, these guys are nice. And then they, they get a chance to come to the big leagues, and they've just been stellar. It's just, like, awesome. Think about the outfield. I mean, homegrown. You know, O'Neal, Bader, Carlson. It's just like, I mean, you don't see that in the game today. And, and it's like, and there was an article out here in L.A., and they were talking about all the injuries and stuff that's going on with the Dodgers. And uh, Freeman says, we're, we're going to look in-house to, to – to solve the problem. And I started chuckling. I'm like, well, that's why you have the minor leagues. Yeah, you have to look in the, it, it, you know, in-house. But the thing is, year in and year out, and I tell this to everybody I talk to about baseball, you know, everybody's, oh, you know, it's the cardinal way. What's the cardinal way? You're looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. You're looking at it right now. 18 of the 25, at least 18 of the 25, are homegrown, and they are, they are baseball players. They can play the game of baseball. And it's just, uh, I mean, think about, I mean, Brendan Donovan. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's a, like a, a well-known name amongst the minor leagues or, 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 or in the big leagues as of yet, but this kid can play anywhere, any position on the field, and he sticks his nose in there every at-bat. I mean, it's just like, you, you, you can't see that. You, you don't see that often. You see kids that are so timid. He is not timid at all. And I'm telling you what, what a credit. I mean, and, and uh, I have to get a shout-out to Andre Palante. Yeah. UCI, yeah. UCI right down the 10 minutes from my, not even 10 minutes, <laughs> right, right next to my house here. And, uh, I mean, what a job he's done. Um and it's like, I mean, he's got a shot to, I mean, I know he, he got a start the other night, and I don't know if he's going to stay in the rotation, but I'm telling you what, he has got some really, really good stuff. I mean, there's nothing better than you see a, when you're seeing a 94, 95 mile an hour fastball has a little bit of cut to it at the end, and then you got a nasty 12 6 curveball. I mean, it's just like, what? Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, so, anyways, they have, they the Cardinals are in a great position. I mean, listen, the whole I think uh, like Milwaukee, uh, Cincinnati, Chicago—they're they're like the last ten games are all one one and nine. And St. Louis has taken over the taken over when they're Milwaukee thought they had a nice cruising lead, and then all of a sudden 
St. Louis had a little bit of lull there, but then I Milwaukee got had a big losing streak, and then all of a sudden here comes St. Louis. And but they withstood the the injuries, and I know they have some more injuries with uh, with with Hicks and Reyes still on the IL. But it's just like they just keep bringing up players from down down in the minors that just come up and do the job. Um, and it's just, it's just really fun to, fun to watch. And Cardinal fans have to be excited about it. I'm living out here in California, watching from afar. And it's just like, you can hear the excitement I have for it. Yeah. So, um, but it's just, the, the thing is I want to emphasize, it's just like the, the homegrown and what they do is just so important to the game today. And I, I just think it's, it, it just doesn't get talked about enough. Mark, last thing for me, you mentioned Paul Goldschmidt, so I want to circle back to Goldie for a second. He is playing at an unbelievable level right now. We spoke to Adam Wainwright on the show today who said that he knew that he was going to have an MVP-type season back in spring training. He was just that locked in at the plate. And I don't know if there's anyone on planet Earth who knows more about being locked in at the plate than you do, Mark. So when you watch Paul Goldschmidt right now, what do you see? I see what you just said. He's locked in. Um, Yeah, his mind's on another level. And it's just, it, it's hard to explain the, um, it's hard to explain when not many people have been in that position. It's, it's in a position where it's like you're in total control with everything, anything that is going on. I mean, even your outs are not even bad outs, you know what I mean? And, um, and the thing is, is like the, the stellar defense he plays is like, I mean, it doesn't get talked about enough either too. Um, it, it, it's it's just like it, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch when somebody is on another level, um, and it's and, it, and he's so, just so quiet and so mild mannered about the what things he does. And and I love his little home run trot. It's just like he goes ninety degrees, turns ninety degrees, and then he turns ninety degrees, he turns ninety <laughs> degrees. You know, and he has that nice little run. He doesn't. There's no there's no kind of showboating or you know today trying to you know, let everybody have fun kind of thing. He just, he does his work. He puts in his work. And that's the one thing that, you know, a lot of people don't see what they do behind the scenes is I'll guarantee he's putting the same work he did in the first day of spring training he's doing today. You know, he's not letting up. And and I know no one's doing the same thing. Um, But that being with all these youngsters, seeing that, that is only going to benefit the Cardinals and all these young players for years to come. You, when you get to watch, when you have Donovan Gorman, Yepes, you know O'Neill, Bader, Carlson, watching Goldie and and Arenado like doing their everyday work, and then let alone you got the Grandpa in there, Albert. <laughs> you know you got him in there, and and, and he's like. He's a player, player, coach. That's what they should just do. Player, coach. He should be sitting up there next to Skip, being his assistant, assistant, the bench coach. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just like what. A, and then you got, and then the pitchers get Adam Wainwright, and you get, you know, uh, Michaelis. That they're veterans. They know what the heck they're. I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh. I tell you what, um, what a job Mo did. Uh, putting this team together and you didn't really have to do much, but it's just like, man, it's, it's, you know, when you have talent, like you have, it's like, you don't have to go out and and go out and and trade players or buy players in free agency like that. 
they know what they have, and that's what Mo's done from day one since he took that job as the, as the GM and running the team. And or I don't know what's his title now, president of whatever. I don't know. We they, call him the Pobo. Yeah, Pobo, okay. pres- president of baseball operations, <laughs> and for short, we just call him the Pobo. I know. And think about it. like he's made he's made he's made two really big trades in the last what three or four years. Goalie and, and Aaron Nato, right? And that's really it. And it's like and it's like and everybody's like, Okay, what are we gonna do to surround the surround those guys with? <laughs> You're seeing it now. Yeah. You're seeing it now. And they knew what they had in the minor league system and it's coming to fruition right now. So um they're in, you know, you know, I'm sorry about they have to play in 110 degree weather with humidity. <laughs> and stuff, but, you know, I just remember telling the owners. I remember telling the owners when they're building that stadium. I said, "I go, why don't you guys get a retractable roof, just like they did in Milwaukee?" And they said, "Well, it's going to cost a couple hundred more million." I'm like, "Well, you'll reap the benefits later on." He says, "No, they're still going to come. Fans are still going to come." True. And I'm like. Okay, they're still coming, but they still got—they still got to stay in that humidity. Yeah. So, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks to the guy that started all of that, Mark McGuire. We uh, we always appreciate your time. Your generosity is really well appreciated, and we wish you a very happy Father's Day on Sunday. Likewise, to everybody, happy Father's Day to everybody out there, and um, yeah, it, it's a it's a great for a great day for us fathers. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.